You're listening to the Fat Boy Show. This beautiful Tuesday, it is the 23rd of February, uh, 2021. Do you, what do you like to say, Olive? Do you say February or do you say February? February. Oh, I see. Wow, someone's uh, sophisticated. Okay. Not more than you yeah, are. So it is uh, <laughs> February. And so, February it is. We're going to call it February. Now, the World Health Organization is calling upon Tanzania to take a strong action against COVID-19. You might have been seeing stories circulating over the last several days about how allegedly uh, Magofuli is changing his stance uh, yep. on COVID. I'm seeing people post things like, and of course, tag me to it. Because <laughs> everyone, everyone, knows, everyone knows <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of Magofuli's approach to COVID. Yeah. Uh, how allegedly... And now he has finally admitted COVID how, is real. Yeah, how you've been saying, uh, Tanzania will be vindicated. Yeah, and <laughs> can I just emphasize that I maintain that position? Okay, because uh, why? I do think I do think there's a lot of fake news going around uh, oh, really? regarding Tanzania. Yeah, uh, a lot of fake news. But let's see what the World Health is saying or what they are reporting the World Health Organization is saying. So, the director of the World Health Organization, uh, the director general, Tedros, uh, blah, 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 you know his name. Uh, it's too long. <laughs> Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus. Okay. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> he says that a number of Tanzanians traveling to neighboring countries and beyond, uh, our number of Tanzanians have tested positive for the coronavirus, those that have traveled outside the country. And he notes that this underscores the need for Tanzania to take robust action both to safeguard their own people and protect the population uh, beyond. Now this, when it, it essentially forms part of an increasing effort uh, to try to compel the Tanzanian leader to adhere more to what the rest of the world is, is following with regards to how it's dealing with COVID-19. I saw an article published in The, the Guardian uh, in their medical section, which medical section, just so you know, is sponsored by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's not a conspiracy. It's actually written on the page that this is brought to you by Bill and Melinda Foundation. So, uh, in it, they were saying, the world needs to do something about Magufuli. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, so yeah, they, the powers that be have declared him to be the bad guy. So there's essentially there's a gangbang going on where but they just want to just uh, corner this guy and make him seem like a pariah. It's been ongoing since the start of the pandemic and he has held his own regardless. Yeah. Now, one of the controversial things about Tanzania is obviously they don't engage in wide-scale testing and there's also not that much data available with regards to cases and so forth and even fatalities. So mostly we rely upon um, anecdotes on social media of people screaming about bodies being buried in the middle of the night. Reports which are never confirmed independently, but they kind of are floating all over the place, which I guess leads people to imagine that uh, the, in Tanzania, the sky is falling. I'm not saying it's not. It could be. It's just at the moment, we can't really verify because the, there's no data. The sky is not falling, but more recently, even government officials, one of them being an aide to the president of Tanzania himself, died to COVID. So... Is it possible for people to distinguish between, you know, when they say, oh, Magufuli is finally accepting COVID is real, he has never denied that it's real. Let's first get that clear. Uh, he and many other people, myself included, 
agree that COVID-19 is an actual uh, illness and that it is spread by a virus. We know this. We know about um, the high-risk groups that are most prone to falling ill and even losing their lives. It's just Magofuli, eh, myself, and others like us, the skeptics, uh, we are skeptics not of the illness, but of the approaches being taken to deal with it. Uh, so when Magofuli, for example, on a Sunday says to the nation, hey guys, let's pray, this is not him saying, oh, my government has failed. This is him being him. He's a religious man and he frequently calls upon the country to pray, to deal and, with various uh, this challenges. this religious man was once quoted sometime last year saying that the virus has been... Um, uh, the, the, the virus ha- he said the virus had been eliminated in Tanzania due to prayers well, now the same guy is saying oh you guys you have to start observing hygiene measures observing balanced diets including eats good stuff but can I just say something He's mm-hmm. o- he has always maintained that from the beginning he's been saying that uh, it's not as the and that's the problem see this is the fake news I'm talking about it's is, not fake news what I mean is people are selective about what Magufuli is quoted to have said and okay. then they'll eliminate he, and omit other things in thing. order to paint a narrative he could have been saying that, but how often? You yourself, you keep saying we have mm. to keep hounding people about the measures yep. uh, that, that could help boost their immunity. Correct. For them to observe some SOPs. Correct. But how often has he been doing this? Because you can't in one statement say that the virus has been eliminated and then in the next That's the you're thing. saying so observe I, SOPs. I, I, I would like to, to get uh, corroboration on that statement to see if he precisely said that because I'm not sure he's often so he's so often taken out of context or outright misquoted that I'm very skeptical because you have to understand that there is an a an effort a wide scale effort to paint him as the pariah uh, because why people need for everyone to conform you know the power structures uh, that uh, control the entire thing you know the entire sort of what you might call uh, public health which by the way has increasingly become privatized the amounts of you know, private actors that are actively involved in influencing public health policy, influencing World Health Organization policy. Guess who's on TV the most every single day advising us on health? Guess who it is? It's not Tedros. It's not even Fauci. It's Gates. <laughs> okay. Now, um, at some point, we have to question the merger between the, you know, multi-billion dollar, you know, global corporations and the public health sector. Something weird is going on and that should be investigated. Uh, And so for them, which people, by the way, also control the media to just engage in this firing squad against uh, Magufuli over his policies, in my mind anyway, it begs the question. Now, I could be wrong, of course. I could be wrong. But, uh, so Tedros is telling Tanzania to sort of get in line with what everyone else is doing. Uh, and, and what he's telling them here is uh, uh, report the cases you have in your country because Tanzania stopped recording any figures in April 2020. But the thing Does is... Does that go to tell us that they don't have any new cases or COVID-19 related deaths? I don't think so. I think COVID-19 is there in TZ. Uh, I think it's definitely there. But they are there. not recording any cases. But that's the thing. If you look at uh, other countries in the world, see, and the part of the challenge of dealing with COVID is that there are questions to be asked about whether or not 
when there's any discussion of cases, whether cases are increasing or cases are reducing, are you speaking about an actual thing or are you really referring to the scales of testing that are happening? So, for example, a country is recording fewer cases. Is it because there are actual fewer cases or is it because fewer people are being tested? Or if they're recording more cases, is it because the pandemic is spreading or is it because simply... Uh, testing has been ramped up to where now more people who are already infected are simply being captured in the data. Uh, Japan has faced similar criticism because it too doesn't do wide-scale testing. I mean, I don't think they would go as far as Tanzania, but they're also limited in the scope of the testing Tanzania, they do. Tanzania, I think, is not testing. So, so in other words, so that's why Japan at the moment is registering few confirmed cases, uh, and that's probably due to just simply doing less tests compared that, to other countries where testing is more wide, widespread. That's understandable. Like the United even, States. Because even in Uganda we are now testing fewer cases, right? Fewer people, so fewer cases. But Tanzania is not testing. So my point is, um, <laughs> time will be the ultimate uh, vindicator. Of, I think time is now. Is, uh, I don't, In as I, much as you're calling it fake I don't, news, I, I don't think, think time so. is now. I don't and think time is now. by the end of this week, I'm sure we will be having this conversation and Magufuli will be on record probably shutting down the country. <laughs> there is also a question of international pressure that you must not uh, neglect because it's not enough. It's not just Magufuli acting in isolation and that his policies are allowed to prevail. It's that he now is facing immense pressure. You see, now that countries are rolling out vaccination programs and uh, multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical companies that have their hands in everything, including media and the public health sector, want to make their money they're not going to like that there's a guy out there trying to act like they don't need him or he doesn't need them so you think if tanzania <laughs> so, doesn't procure vaccines the pharmaceuticals will be bothered because they don't, it's because it sets a bad precedent I'll, I'll give you an example so if you look at the united states the united states is a very interesting country to look at essentially the way the united states is governed it's almost like 50 countries within a country a state is almost a country unto itself mm -hmm. where the governor of that state is almost like its head of state where he has power to dictate policies ranging from security from education health and all of that stuff really the president only comes to uh, deal with things at a federal level oh when the state fails to handle certain things at which point for help at which point, yes, the governor requests the, the federal government. Yes, for help. For help. And if not, the president can do nothing. Yes. <laughs> Just like what happened um, the other week in Texas. You know that freeze? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the governor eventually asked for help from the federal government led by um, Biden, yeah. the one he dislikes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, Bi so Biden could not have done anything, and unless yeah. he had been asked, and I guess you know he was eventually asked. So what's my point? So um, different states in the United States have handled the Corona crisis differently, mm. especially with respect to how they handle the restrictions. Some states are more open than others. Uh, some states have higher restrictions. One of the most restrictive states is California. Whereas one of the more relaxed states is Florida. And so what people have been doing is, okay, looking at the, the different states and the different um, policies they've been enacting and comparing that against what their uh, case fatality rates are, 
comparing that against their actual confirmed cases and so on and so forth. And they're finding either one of two things that the there is not a disparity between case fatalities and uh, case uh, infection rates uh, between states with different policies, but also that in some of the states where they have more open policies, the, they have fewer cases and fewer deaths. Um, and so if you're saying the time is now, let's look at the United States. Let's look at the different states, how different states are dealing with the situation and 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 what the outcome of those uh, interventions are. Now, of course, there are several variables that might come into play, demographics and all other population density. All these variables are important to look at. But I don't think it's enough to say that at this point in time, we can declare Tanzania to have been a failure. Yet, I don't think um, there's we have enough to go on to know whether or not they failed. Is, because, is there- and that statement you just said takes us back to what I've been saying. There is not enough for us to base on to say they have failed or succeeded because... They are not testing, they are not recording cases, they are not reporting cases. So then if that never happens, if they never start testing again, then I guess it's a discussion that can never be concluded. I'm sure there will be a time, there will be a time when Tanzania will come out and start declaring. And I think the time is now, like I said. Well, unless they're starting to ramp up their testing, that may not happen now. It could happen in the future. We'll just have to wait and see. And I still maintain that Magofuli will be vindicated. Uh, ahead on the program, we'll be looking at what some of the bar owners in uh, Uganda are saying with regards to <laughs> these restrictions. Uh, because ultimately, they're really not sustainable in the long run and several sectors are feeling a big pinch. Uh, What do we do? Do we maintain course or do we mm, course correct or try something different in light of everything that we're dealing with, whether or not the cases are increasing, decreasing, testing, not testing? The fact is economies are shattering. Uh, What do we do with that? So that's next on the Fat Boy Show. Stay tuned.